0: know this
1: what happens what happens when like what happens when like the art sort of goes like loses value what if or... it's like
0: Spotify what if you what if you're like art that you previously sold for whatever amount instead you're like oh this has so many you know however many like rents and therefore this is the percentage mm. they're gonna give you of that because oh my if, God if, if yeah. then if they're not doing that business model then the more successful startup that eats them will.
2: Right? <laughs> I've just seen there's like a painting on here which you can buy for four hundred dollars, right? Now that's a that's a cheap fucking painting in art world terms, like really fucking cheap. Mm. Um and it and it yeah. rents for thirty eight dollars a month, which means that the annual yield on that investment is like a hundred percent. This is uh, g- great, and of course, because it's
0: because it's an art startup. This isn't fucking regulated in any way. It would way be that might, cheaper to like,
2: buy that on a credit card and pay the credit card interest rate on the annual payments than it is to rent that
0: Great, but like, what if you change no. your mind? That's that's the prerogative you're paying for. Yeah, because you can't mm. fucking sell art ever. Uh, you have to use the service instead. Um,
2: that's right. No one has ever think, sold yeah. art, and certainly not for a profit.
1: And also, I think Alice is right in the sense of like, even if like you were to sort of make this business model work, it kind of just follows the same line as mm-hmm. like every other type of platform or every type of tech company that has tried to sort of like engulf creators or artists in their space, right? Which is like ultimately the creators like earn very, very little. Mm-hmm out of like the settlement because like once you sort of put it through like a platform mechanism then it's for the tech guys who get paid and it's for legal guys who get paid and like in the case of like the art stuff i imagine it's also like the distributors that get paid um so like there's also like if you're kind of like a middling artist like someone who wants to kind of like make a living out of art eventually um and you're like using these types of brokers as a way of you know getting your name out there and like maybe making a little bit of money this sort of feels like an entirely counterintuitive and like unproductive way of doing that right again like all the i'm sort of breaking this down in my head and like what even by the own even by the logics of like this company and what it kind of considers the art market to be like it just doesn't seem to work
2: yeah yeah it's it's odd i mean i don't know i don't know how this how this company is going i got kind of distracted looking through there catalogue of art and it's you saw yeah uh... you saw
1: you saw you saw this painting of like you saw this painting of the joker but like uh the the he Ledger joker but and when yeah. you looked further in you saw that oh the, the, the joker is made of like people walking this says a lot about society it and does. you immediately like mm. slapped your credit card down um and now we have like yeah. an absurdly large painting of the joker <laughs> in the trash future office that we're paying 40 quid a month for
2: Anyway, I'm now the I'm now the proud <laughs> leaseholder of several oil paintings of apes. <laughs> um, oh amazing. Also, if you want your art featured on Curina, there's a web form you can submit uh with a, a CV and some PDFs of your artwork.
0: Will they pay well, we should me do or, that or will they just fucking take it?
2: Like what what? So I presume then probably on that basis what happens is you get you get paid by uh, like kind of on spec. So, like, if oh your artwork gosh. gets rented out, you get paid a cut, and if you get sold, you get paid a cut. And then yeah, if it is, doesn't, it you don't just, get paid. It
0: is just Spotify, but for like arts.
2: Yeah, fantastic, mm. incredible stuff. Um, well, that was Curina. Very good. Very. Um, cool. What a horror! What a horrible startup round. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's not saying a lot. It's less less evil than our usual sort of sure, startup. Sure, um, But it's
0: um, it, it's it's given me pause, and it's made me feel very bad going. Yeah, well, it's it's it's
1: one of, the of these like very. It's one of these very classic kind of creator economy startups that I think we're going to see a lot of pretty soon. Which is kind of just like, how can we turn everything into sort of a kind of rental subscription service that works on the basis that Mm -hmm. like creators actually love to be, uh, love to like have subscribers and they love to kind of have their stuff rented out. And ultimately what the function of rent does is build a community around these like creative products, which is effectively what like the advocates of the creator economy like are saying about the value of it, right? So I think that we're going to see like a bunch of these startups that apply this very much in like digital space. And even though like the whole You know, um, renting art is like an incredibly stupid idea. Mm. I can imagine there'll be like variations of this that apply to music as like people try to kind of like correct Spotify somehow, and they'll apply to podcasts Mm. and they'll apply to like any type of like creative work that is done. In a broadly digital space, you're already uh, kind yeah. of
0: you're already kind of renting our podcast. I mean, mm. you're, you're listening to this bonus episode, and uh. the gu- the guy from Pomplamoose, the band that did YouTube songs, takes a cut of all the money you give us. Um,
1: <laughs> it, it's not yeah. even
0: the hot girl with the pixie cut from Pomplamoose; it's the beard guy. He ta- he's yeah. he's our fucking landlord. <laughs>
2: That is right, we've lost out to a grapefruit magnet It could
0: be worse, I guess And like, (laughs) clearly it's working all right for us But at the same time, it's a bit fucking precarious To consider that uh, all of your income goes through And is enriching, again, the guy from the band Pomplamoose
2: Yeah, and it's also cool that like, you know Through all of these platforms They can just randomly decide to turn it off like OnlyFans yeah, did for absolutely. like a week that time.
0: <laughs> absolutely, if we if, if we become unacceptable to Jack Conti, the guy from Pomplamoose mm. and CEO of Patreon, yeah. uh, we can just be we can just be off it. And well, what? You know, yeah, you know, I mean, OnlyFans
2: have been trying to recruit like Instagram comedians to make like comedy content on OnlyFans because they're still trying to like make OnlyFans not being a porn site a thing. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Incredible. Great work from them.
1: I feel like South Africa is going to get into a bit of a, like, an international crisis and then everyone's going to have to like, uh, all the companies will have to show how much they disapprove of South Africa and that's how we'll get shut down. Like Jack Conte will like, release a statement um, disavowing jerk Van de Klerk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, our, our association the with the
2: notorious South African mercenary <laughs> makes us a toxic brand to engage with. <laughs> Yeah, a man who was quoted on record as saying that he'll never face the ICC. <laughs> um, referring, of course, to the International Cricket Council. That's right. Um, That's right. Uh, in, in, other, in other quick n- news round hit news, um, up, update on, uh, on Chelsea Football Club, the main, the main victim of, uh, of the Ukraine crisis. Yeah, the, the um, people who
0: have suffered more than anyone in this and the hidden costs of war. Of
2: course, yes. Um, Well, uh, so there are now a bunch of people vying to buy it, uh, various investment funds. They reckon the most likely is this UK investment fund called Centricus. There's also a bunch of supporters who are trying to buy 10% of it who are backed by John Terry, which is (laughs) is, (laughs) the idea of John Terry being in charge of investment.
1: He he made a killing out of his NFTs recently. So Oh fuck the John Terry NFTs.
2: You see these are just these are things that just give you an involuntary stroke whenever you think about them. I suppose we are
0: morally obliged to support the the Chelsea fans trying to buy some of their club, but also that's the funniest possible football club to do that with by far yeah, yeah, yeah. the the sort of the least socialist club in in the uk uh, well, also
1: like i think one thing that we mentioned on the previous episode or one of the previous episodes was the idea that like yeah like there was a certain mm-hmm. magic grandpa who proposed the idea that maybe it should be easier for fans to buy football clubs uh not least yeah. because of like the yeah, corrupt money that you know, mm. uh, circulates around around uh, around a certain league, and uh, that magic grandpa was told to. Uh, uh, well, he was told many many things, but apparently, like it's very interesting how his name doesn't come up in this conversation these days.
2: Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, there have also been some other interesting, some interesting candidates to buy to buy Chelsea. Uh, not not least, um, British property investor na- name alert here, Nick Candy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Potential sugar daddy for Chelsea FC, <laughs> the Candy Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there there are some there are some great names. It's Swiss billionaire Hansjorg Vis, um, and I think. Most... How do
0: you even become a billionaire in Switzerland? Like apart from the bank stuff. It's yeah, I don't know. This, I would this imagine guy's money is in, like ninety yeah. percent Nazi gold. Or he's he like, does some obscenely Germanic thing where he like runs a network of factories that make precision parts to machine the machines that make other precision parts.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. The most German thing you can possibly do other than redacted. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but the but most funny of all is there's apparently a bid from Saudi Media Group, which is a Saudi investment fund that is, quote, quote closely tied to Mohammed bin Salman. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: fantastic.
0: The opposition are going to uh, to you know walk backwards off
2: midfield and then mm.
0: carefully zip themselves into several suitcases. <laughs> Every game. It's, it's just
2: it's just very funny. Like the, the that would be the perfect irony of the entire situation would be, well, we can't possibly have a British football club being owned by some sort of billionaire with ties to some sort of despotic regime that's drinking, <laughs> prosecuting a war in a foreign country. Anyway, thank fuck the Saudis have agreed to buy it. Um yeah, I think the, the trash future position is every Premier League club should be owned by a different, like, fancy-boy despotic Middle Eastern Petro state. Like, it's the Qataris have already got Manchester City. Chelsea should go to the Saudis. We need the Q80s in there. I I, think I have a get... different position. I have a okay. different
0: trash future position, which is, I think, obviously, we're duty-bound to support uh, groups of fans owning football clubs, right? I yeah. don't think well, they have to own the club that they support. I think the best answer is for every, every club to be fully owned by the fans of a different club. And so each oh, of them okay. are trying to run the clubs that they own into the ground, to their own benefit.